Which is before they retconned it to the full red. Yeah. Like this is yeah, that's really record. exciting. And I'm wow, so so a lot of a lot of new shit's happening. I'm really oh my excited goodness. for it. On top of that, Jane Foster built the hammer back again with oh, her yeah. mind and like you have full out characters now and there's Miss Marvel and everything else. Holy crap. The the new MCU is exciting. I'm I'm, I'm hyped. Shuri as the new Black Panther. She's going to be unstoppable. I am so hyped. Her mind is... Oh, 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 they're putting Doctor Doom in the series. In the cinematic. Ooh, it's so exciting. Yeah, because they're adding in the Fantastic Four. I'm so hyped. And Namor's in there now, and Abomination. Oh, Mm -hmm. man, we're slowly getting the epic universe we always wanted. Oh, yeah. It's getting bigger and bigger. Feige is just planning on introducing more and more superheroes that we haven't seen before. So there's a new trailer, Imperfects. Did you see that? The Imperfects trailer? I did not see the Imperfects trailer. You should look it up real quick. Pull real it up, quick, pull, quick. It up pull it up, pull right, right. You need to watch that trailer. I watched it and I was like, Because I know this I know you, people. I know who you are. I know these. I, I, I saw the books. <laughs> I, saw, I did my own research into it. I know these people. It's exciting. Oh, this is a show. Yeah, not for show. Yeah, it's new. Wait, is this Marvel? Yes. Netflix got their hands on another Marvel piece. Yes. <laughs> they must have found out that the, that they were losing a lot of money. Yes, they were. <laughs> Woo! Especially with the whole. Um... Remember, Doctor Sarkov. He experimented on all of us without our permission. You. Okay. Tilda. Mm-hmm. Okay. We all had adverse reactions. We're not even human anymore. Huh? Press Netflix. You've done it again with your Marvel. Yep. Pro- like every time Netflix gets yeah. their hands on a Marvel pro- product, they Air just devil, turn it into gold. Everything. Yeah. Except, has that money. except I know they were real pissed off when they hired that dude to play Iron Fist. Yeah. And he couldn't fight, even though yeah. he said he could fight. Yeah. Couldn't fight. He looked like junk. Yeah, look, 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 he was trying to be like Jackie Chan, and then I was like, bro, no. And it wasn't until the second season of Iron Fist that he even looked any good. Yeah. Looked like he was just like some fancy lawyer fighting half the time. But Stavro still looked like he could kick his ass. You remember Stavros? His brother? His brother. Like, yeah. the guy who, who played Stavros was, was so good with his choreography. Well, yeah. But he was so good with his choreography that he literally looked like he could just kick Danny Rand ass. <coughs> and Danny Rand is supposed to be, like, this ultimate martial artist. Like, no one can beat him. It's like, what? 
He looks so stiff. He doesn't even know how to move. Like Stavros, realistically, if we were if we were watching this fight in real life, we'd be saying it to ourselves: Stavros is holding back, and he's just trying not to kill him at this point. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like that's all. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> I truly believe in reality. The actor who played Stavros could actually kill the actor who played Danny Rand's ass in re- real life. <laughs> oh yeah. Although he did play the plague at Scorpion. Definitely played at Scorpion. There is one actor I want to see take a role in the MCU at at some point. <coughs> I don't care what it is. Michael Mando. Hmm. You might recognize him from Far Cry 3 as hmm. the villain boss. Oh, yeah. He's been doing a lot of work. He was featured in the Amazing Spider-Man 2 movie as a little Easter egg at the end. But he's never made a full appearance in a Marvel film. Like, he was supposed to play Scorpion in that universe before that universe got canned. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, I'd love to see him in a Marvel film. He's so he's so good at acting. Yeah, he is. He can really portray a character. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's like, what would you want to, what would you want to see him as? What would you see him Um... I'd have to see a picture of him to be, to be sure. Cause I, I think I know who you're talking about, but I'm not exactly sure. Right. He's been a lot of villains. Unless you're talking about the one guy from Far Cry Five. No, Far Cry Five. So like that, uh, the guy that is in the helicopter all the time. It's like we're going to have a wonderful time together. Okay, so I don't know. I don't, Far Cry Four. I don't know the guy then. <laughs> Michael Mando. Oh, him. You know, boss. Um, let me see. Who can I see him as? Marvel Universe. Hmm. Don't remember Voss? That's what I was talking about just a few minutes ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I was just talking about. No, you said helicopter, dude. This dude was on the ground. Oh, no, the other guy. But I talked about that dude before, the helicopter <laughs> guy. I said, I said the dude who was on the front of the one game. <laughs> and you were like, no. Because <laughs> you went on to talk about other bulls. <laughs> Yeah, because I skipped I was ahead, talking. so I thought it was the same thought process. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. Um, let me see. Who could actually see him as? Um, you know, weirdly enough, I could actually see him as Bullseye. For real, I could actually see him as Bullseye. Yes, please. You know, like cocky attitude. Absolutely, I could see him as Bullseye. Like uh, throw him in there as Daredevil's new villain. Like I, I would, I would support this hundred percent. Please do Marvel. I would, oh I would my goodness, this. they're making they're making like a Daredevil show. It's like why not? Why not? At some right? point, introduce Michael Mando as Bullseye in the series. I feel like he could play that deranged agent gone rogue. Like guys, we seriously need a Bullseye back again. Like in the first Daredevil movie, like yeah, he was a good villain, but he wasn't that great. Like Daredevil beat him. Uh, no, no, quickly. no, 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 no. I will, I will tell you something about that. Daredevil he was definitely movie. not portrayed properly. We need a no, no, better no. version of Bullseye. That movie, I saw the director's cut. The director's cut 
is actually watchable. Mm. The theatrical version is total garbage. Uh, <laughs> but the reason for this is like there's a total like forty-five to fifty minutes of film missing from the theatrical version that makes it jump around and feel like like sporadic. The story well, didn't make a whole, hate, whole lot I of sense. I hate the story to make no sense. Right? And I can't watch. But the director's cut was actually well built. The one thing I will say about that movie, though, is Colin Farrell as Bullseye and Michael Clark Duncan as Kingpin were the only things guiding that movie along other than the dude who played uh, Matt Murdock's partner who's also the guy that plays happy in the marvel universe right now mm. uh because their charisma on screen completely drove the f- film forward but i'm sorry as l- I-, I love you ben affleck i love you in a lot of roles but you were really the bomb on that one you you kind of you kind of dropped that ball like you went too depressive emo angry and also hell no to jennifer gardner as electra no hell no no absolutely not she is too frail looking she Mm -hmm. doesn't look like the warrior beast woman Mm -hmm. that is electra even the girl the girl in the netflix series yeah even the girl in the netflix series doesn't really look the part but the thing is she is good looking and her acting is so aggressive it's so aggressive that you believe that she knows how to fight before she even has to right it's her it's her demeanor she Mm -hmm. has that natural body language of telling you like i'm going to kill you without saying anything right and jennifer gardner just doesn't have that (laughs) not something that's really there for her like she played more of like a better cat woman absolutely i i could picture jennifer gardner as a cat woman that would that would be an excellent role for her yeah the dc universe reached out for for that but that's already belonging to zoe saldana and zoe saldana is a goddess so i'll i'll keep that yeah she worked really well as cat woman i liked her yeah she was very attractive as Carolyn. I, I would that worked. How do you feel? Not about... only in person, but like in character. She worked out too. How do you feel about uh, the new Black Panther being Shuri? A little disappointed on that one, but some people might say I'm anti-feminist. But honestly, yeah, I am an anti-feminist because I'm not even going to get into that. But anyway. <laughs> Um, I think personally, immediately. <laughs> I think personally, maybe we could have gotten him down to Buck. You know, I think he would have made definitely a more cooler, um, more aggressive Panther, Black Panther. Like, he would have been, I do agree, better fighting style. It'd have been, I don't, well, I don't, I would have liked him more personally. I do agree that Mbaku, I think it's, it's a little too feminist to keep interesting. making all replacing all the superheroes as girls. Like, it's, no, it's no, a little, no, no. I'll tell you why you're wrong on that in a sec. But I do agree that Mbaku would have been would have been an interesting choice, just to say the least, that he was so aggressive and whatnot, and to show a story where he'd come to 
come to get to get to some honored degree to even become the next Black Panther. <laughs> while his while the, while um, T'Challa's sister takes over the throne, but that's not the route they went down. Mm-hmm. And it does make sense. And this is why you're wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Shuri is next in line for the throne. Yeah, she is T'Challa's little sister. Meaning, she would technically be next in line to be the Black Panther if anything were to happen to Ch- T'Challa, mm. which from the trailers we know that T'Challa is dead. Yep. <laughs> um, which is kind of disappointing. <laughs> I was hoping that they would just keep keep him as a background character that's never seen, just like a king that's working at, working on relations between countries and whatnot. Or you know, they could have just recasted him. And there's there is that I I would have liked to like to explore more of T'Challa's stories and whatnot, like, but I know, get they're trying to respect. Uh, cast him be great too. I get they're trying to respect uh, the previous the actor. Like the previous actor, no. True. And that's why they're trying not to not to recast him, but like they, at they the should. same time. Shuri is next in line for the throne. She, that's the that's the obvious choice Dude. to be the next Black Dude. Panther, and she was Black Panther in the comics, yeah. so it makes sense. And Baku is never Black Panther Netflix. in the comics. Netflix, please make it a Black Panther series. <laughs> Netflix, seriously, do it. Netflix, do it. Netflix, seriously. A darker tone Black oh, Panther man, series. I would love it. I would oh, love it. it. Like how him growing up as a kid, watching his father be him. Watching him like train and everything, and like become oh, like a Black coming Panther. of age, yeah. like a, like a full fledged origin. That would be lit. I would love that. I would think it's the coolest thing in the entire world. I'd be like, it would honestly be really the coolest thing in the entire. Watch him like <laughs> his father Marvel. training him. Watch his father like training him, and like how he became Black Panther, and watch him like being in the public and sucking at first and doing public relations. Mm. And like maybe fucking up a few peace treaties, and like his father and him having to fight their way out of something or something like that. Like it'd be really cool. You know, there's, there's all sorts ideas. of angles they could explore with that story. I mean, call it like a prequel. We do know though that his father was always strict, so it's not like T'Challa had many opportunities to screw up. Yeah, and if he did, he probably got whooped. He, he probably got a whoop. Boy, I'm not a t- <laughs> <laughs> you make me look like a stupid how do you embarrass me in front of company you dishonor the throne <laughs> <laughs> When I would be on you bad, no, your mom's gonna be on me, Peter. You better wake it back. <laughs> but no, uh, I think Shuri so is going to be an interesting Black Panther because she's obviously the smartest character we've seen on screen. Yeah. After all, she clearly created all the technology on the screen. Yeah, it's and that's huge. Like, th- these are just ideas that she just comes up with off the spot, and it manages to create within 24 hours. Right? She's like Tony Stark, smart. She, I, I truly believe from what we've seen on screen, she is beyond Tony Stark smart. She is on another level. Tony Stark is down here, she's up here. <sighs> yeah. 
<laughs> She's like Reed Richards level smart. Oh dear. Why does she join the council? But I'm, <laughs> that, I'm sorry. <laughs> but she would never agree with them. She's, oh, yeah. she's more of a hands-on type of person, you know that? Yeah. Which is why she's going to be an interesting Black Panther, because she's more aggressive than the brother. Come on. Yeah. We've seen that already. She she went out with, like, no armor on, two cannon blasters on her hands, and just started kicking ass. Yeah, she did. <laughs> yeah, she did. in the big battle, too. She was on the multiple battles. She just went out with cannon blasters. She was like, fuck that, someone in. <laughs> even at the end of the Infinity War, she was beasting through people. Yeah, she was. She was blasting her way through those monster things, wrecking people. Yeah, she was great. So, so I respect Shuri as Black Panther. I don't think this is a feminist move. I think this is just a comic book, like, the next step. Yeah. Because, like, Levin realistically, Thunder, that's the next step. It was also a next comics. step in comics, too. So, as much as certain people don't like the fact that there's more woman characters, it's actually canon that most guy characters die because as we know guys take more risks than girls do not to say that these characters don't take high risks because like we know jane foster is yeah. kind of one to just dive her head into things yeah because she does not care she'll just head first into fucking battle uh well, not even that like even when she was just a scientist like look at her attitude she just kind of like jumped head first into the thing so oh a spooky blast came down from the sky let's go run towards it Right, like yeah. she has the opposite mindset of most people. Like, I, I know, I know most black people out there. Hear me, brothers. We all see that crap, and we go the other way. <laughs> we say hell no. <laughs> yeah, that's some white people stuff. That, that's definitely <laughs> our stuff. We just see something cool, and we're like, oh, what's that? Let's see it. <laughs> but Jane Foster so takes it killed to the extreme. <laughs> She's just like. I'm just gonna go charging headfirst into anything. It doesn't matter whether it's a book, like physical science, or fighting evil. Who cares? <laughs> Bruh, how how uh, Black Bolt died though? I don't even think that's canon because it's technically from another universe. I don't even think that um, what we uh, saw through uh, oh, what's his name now? Who's Jim? I was head deflated though. That was kind of funny. <laughs> they actually explained that they were like, because his skin is built to withstand his voice. Oh, John his Krasinski. Or not? I don't think John Krasinski's uh, Mr. Fantastic or Reed Richards is technically canon. I don't think we're going oh to God. see him as. The Reed Richards in the new in the new uh, Fantastic Four movies. Yeah, but even I still, can't take him seriously from the office. How dare you? Because Jack Ryan was amazing. <laughs> it was, but I, and I, A Quiet I, Place was amazing. It this was. Guy is an is a triple A actor. Was. I will slap you silly. It was, but I just can't see him as Reed Richards. <laughs> it is not Reed Richards for me. I'm just like, no. He could play him if you've seen the Jack Ryan series, which I know you haven't. But when when you watch it. He plays a highly, highly intelligent character. And that's all Reed Richards is. He's, like, viciously intelligent to the point he's almost a psychopath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and having to stretchable everything, it's just... Mm-hmm. Godly. 
Yeah. It's kind of like you're impervious to harm. Like somebody launches a missile at you and just like bounces back like yeah, it's on a trampoline. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Skinner Raccoon. Aren't you on a podcast right now? <laughs> Maybe I am. Yeah. <laughs> just hear everybody just squealing in the background. Shing! <laughs> <laughs> squealing in the background. <laughs> I got a new hat! <laughs> Look, Paul. Look, Paul. I made us a new hat. <laughs> What is this? The nineteen day? Nineteen? Wait, nobody mean nineteen. Yeah, like eighteen eighty, eighteen eighty, like eighteen hundred, early eighteen hundreds. Yeah, eighteen twenties, like seventeen hundreds, possibly. Like, <laughs> I guess six people listening to us. Well. I do think Shuri will be the smartest character we have introduced. Uh, we do get our new... Um, have you seen the Ironheart trailer? I have not, but apparently that's a uh, like, suit with like, like a, a cyber, cyber version of Tony Stark's head. No. Maybe not. I have not seen that. Is that his daughter? Nope. I have no idea. It's a young prodigy. Especially from the comics. She now wears Iron Heart. She is the new Iron Man. Oh, her, yeah, taking, yeah, yeah. Taking the mantle of the Iron Man character. For the majority of time, I think in the beginning, she didn't really allow people to know her true identity. So, mm-hmm. like, she was constantly talking behind the suit. No one really knew what she looked like. Mm-hmm. But then later on, when she did, it's not but but she's very, very, very intelligent. She's a great mechanic and engineer and creates her own gear without any help from Tony Stark or his business or any plans that she stole. She just kind of came up with the idea off the top of her head. So, yeah, she's Tony Stark smart. <laughs> yeah, there's already people out there making, Tony, making Iron Man suits that are functional. I mean, if, if there's ever apocalypse, guys, we'll just have a bunch of people in Iron Man suits running around, blasting people or pulse flashing if, people. And if shit there's like anyone that will make an Iron Man suit, it is the Hacksmith. Yep. The Hacksmith is, will be the first man yep. that creates an Iron Man suit, I swear. I think he already has one. Not really. He has a flight, flight module that he created that is now used by the military forces and, you know, rich people alike. <laughs> yeah. You know that one where it's jets on your hands and feet, yeah. and you just kind of, yeah, yeah. He created that, and now it's used everywhere. Uses it. Yeah. Awesome. So they can literally be Iron Man. They'd be like, "Shwee, I'm Iron Man!" Wee. <laughs> oh, that'd be so cool. But if there's anyone to create a full suit, I swear it's going to be him. He's created the Iron Man mask. He even created with a, a group from MIT. With a group of students from MIT, he created yeah. the Iron Man mask. With a full software in in it, which oh. scans the environment. Oh. So I truly believe he's going to be the next, like real life Iron Man. Oh. But in personality, our Tony Stark. In reality, we all know who he is: Elon Musk. Yeah, Elon Musk is Tony Stark. Yeah. He is the the personification of Tony Stark. <laughs> That man is viciously hilarious, crazy rich, crazy smart, 
ambitious yeah. and cocky. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what do you think possibly in the future if we are living underwater? Huh? So if we if we ever like if the top surface world ever became too polluted or something like I'm assuming maybe the world flooded or something. Okay. Maybe like the polar ice caps completely melted from our bullshit. And we live, live in an underwater world now. Sort of similar to Bioshock. Except oh, less so like, less less mutation. So we built shit. Yeah. Okay, because I was gonna look at you like, do do we look like we have gills to you, man? No. We'll no. die. <laughs> well, of course, of course we will. But like uh leaks and stuff like out of regular occurrence and da, 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 da. Right. Uh I think it would be a harsh environment to live in. I think a lot of people lose um, their minds. I think I think uh, the lead of Bioshock creator uh, Dan Levine really, uh, really told the truth on the psychological elements of how it could affect you, not just plasmids, because that's a fantasy thing, but the the seclusion mm. of not really seeing the sun, of <laughs> just being artificial light all the time, of the depression of feeling alone, yeah. of um, even the claustrophobia. During COVID, most of us, yeah, most of us experienced this during COVID in our own houses. That's why most of us are out nowadays. A lot of beaches are so populated now. Exactly. Because we all hated being in our houses. So no, like, it, I, think, uh, I think there would be a lot of people that would struggle with mental health problems yeah. if we lived under the ocean. Yeah. But I do think that eventually we would adapt and yeah. I think there would be a lot of people that would adapt a lot quicker than others, and some people that would struggle with men their mental health problems, but through proper care, yeah, we would adapt. And then our <clears> future <throat> generations wouldn't even care because they've never even experienced the surface before, so it wouldn't even bother them. Mm -hmm. Something that definitely would be interesting, though, would be like, what would the wildlife like fish, humongous <laughs> fish. Like they'd be way, way bigger. Uh, and if the world, the entire world was flooded, uh, all the land species would die or adapt. Yeah, well, the land species would mostly die. We would be stuck on a diet of fish, which would, you know, fish. I mean, pretty protein. We like we'd, that, be, we'd become that, really, 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 really be. smart. We, we'd we'd have to go. Except our version of fishing would be hilarious because we're at the bottom of the ocean, right? Our v version of fishing would be like, hey, honey, I'm going fishing. Steps out through the bathosphere out into open water in a, di in a diving suit with a spear and just... Sink! <laughs> a lot of people wouldn't come back, though. There'd be a lot of stories of, like, sea monsters that eat people and giant sharks eat people. Oh, yeah. They, they, they'd probably have just like a normal city and whatnot they'd probably have like the news out and saying oh beware of this area heavy heavy sharks have made it their den for the season it probably won't be clear till next this, month beware of beware of, of this section giant sea monster is attacking the, the south wall <laughs> like so hunting the northern quadrant for now like you know stuff like that yeah and like while you're hunting you hear like the explosions guy yelling and stuff it's like that over the side wall like some it's like what <laughs> so like, some people would die, but it's like eventually it wouldn't become a regular occurrence as long as we're keeping up with shit. It's like yeah, no, it's just would, like regular we would world. Develop right? really guns to because we're underwater. 
Mm-hmm. Like, maybe developing a heat gun that would, like, instantly barbecue something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, we'd probably get creative eventually, because we're all going to be driven mad by just the staleness of living under the ocean, not getting to experience light, light from the sunlight and whatnot. Yeah. So we'd I probably go a little crazy, and the inventors out there would probably create some some not so crap for us yeah. <laughs> they'd probably just be like hey look guys this is a gun that works underwater especially at these high high um pressures watch this it'll completely melt the environment don't shoot that inside you dick <laughs> <laughs> the gun just goes everybody in the whole room just goes you shot it in water, it would just be one shot. You shoot it inside, it's just a big ass explosion where everybody dies and gets evacuated. <laughs> Wouldn't that be an interesting weapon to put in the video game as a joke and just not say again? Just don't, don't even call it anything, just have a question mark there. And the, the description is it will shoot underwater, but it'll kill you and shoot it. Not water. even give you anything else, just. Just say it will shoot underwater, right? So, like so when they try and use it inside, right? They just boom and kill well, themselves, the whole, whole and it just goes, goes game over. Game <laughs> like what? What just happened? Did 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 it just kill me? And it's like <laughs> as soon as they get the first game over screen, they they go back to the menu and we have the software update, and it just goes. It may explode if you shoot it indoors. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Just like a little prank on gamers. So they literally have to kill themselves one time for the description to change. So many people would do it. <laughs> literally. Well, so many people would just pick up the gun just because it's a question mark. They'd be like, what does this do? Is it ultra powerful? Just says it will shoot underwater. We'll see what happens when I shoot it inside. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Check the description again. It might explode if you shoot it inside. Thanks, Dan Cats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try this new siege mode. Where, um, Rainbow Siege. Population one. Shows you a bunch of night armor, so I wonder if you get, like, a sword and a shield, you have to, like, Towards a castle, and those guys, there's the defenders and stuff, because it shows them in like night armor. So I'm kind of interested. That might be nasty. Also, I, I've been exploring Zero Caliber's um, multiplayer, and there's a lot of modes I haven't tried yet. Like, there's like Golden Gun I saw one time. And... That Kung Fu game you said. I know, I really wanted it. I've been waiting for I... it for so long, and now it's here. You know, honestly, a lot of people don't know about this, and People need to know this. Go into your settings in the Oculus app. Go into a certain setting and click OK for app developments. Because at that point, you can go and search, <coughs> and there'll be the app, lab, app Store Lab. And there's a lot of apps in there. And honestly, I recommend to people out there, please get, um, what's, what's it called? No, um, what that app that that's on? Ah, SideQuest. Please, please get SideQuest. It's the easiest thing to do in the entire world. You can literally plug it into your phone 
It'll literally connect to your Oculus cord that you have. You can even plug it into your girlfriend. Maybe you'll cause her to shut up. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Anyways, back to Kung Fu game. Um, yeah, I looked at a lot of gameplay for it, and I was like, wow, it actually looks sick. It does. What is it called again? Kung Fu Quest? No. Uh, it's called Dragon Fist. Dragon Fist. Dragon Fist. You actually can get like multiple characters, and they actually have their own own all special ability. Absolutely, like it actually looked decent. But I wasn't gonna pay thirty seven dollars for it. I was like, <laughs> no, because it has its own story and everything, and it's PvP and it has its own online mode. Really? And it's co op. Like, there's so many modes. Damn, they did a lot for this game. Okay, you need I've to get been it. Waiting on it. All right, you need to get in so will I. Then we'll do a lot of kung fu videos. I will fight you so many times, Danny. I'll bust your oh, ass. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I will. Because <laughs> you have to use blocks and tap, right? So it's actually you're actually sitting there going. <laughs> It'll be a lot of fun to play. Watch me fight you like a boxer. I'll, I'll just mess you up. You know, a lot of a lot of the time we go to a lot of recordings with VR equipment too. I get y'all set up on side quest too. You get in your kung fu stance, and all of a sudden you see my character just standing there, hovering like like he's Muhammad Ali or Mike Tyson. Just you'd be like, Isaiah, no, no, you can't. That that's not fair. <laughs> Use that. <laughs> Damn it! Flies across the room. Oh. <laughs> because when you defeated, your guy flies across the room. <laughs> so I discovered something, and I think it's very cool. Um, a new weapon they added is this, there's this new knife you can get and it turns you invisible for a second but it's basically the same length as this one in swordsman uh -huh. and it just it feels weird to use and i did flip it back like this and it sucked but the candy cane oh you have to try it <laughs> so freaking easy to kill people oh my god you can hook them towards you and it's oh it's so murderous <laughs> so murderous they call it cursed candy first candy. It was, it was the most bullshit weapon I've ever used in my life. I was like, what is this? I instantly like just like murdered my way through all the way to the boss within like 10 minutes. I was like, with, also with the cursed dagger, I was like, what the hell? What is this power? <laughs> it's got like a 130 stab damage. Uh, it's got like um, slashing damage of like 90 something then it's also got like special stab damage you can flip it up like a cane and stab people it's really really fun to use oh man <laughs> you can so, also bash people with it like your one character from the PS2 game I, I have a nerd question for you ready yeah. if there was character we talked about this before but if there was a character that that had the ability to to heal like he was a healer like a cleric yeah. but it was on another level yeah what would be the ultimate opposing force for that what would make a good villain power in, in turn or classification what about like a, an ability to like infect and consume him infection yeah what about that like ability to like hit his cells on another level and make certain parts of him have to be cut off. Plague. 
Yeah. So like, if it's the fantasy realm. Give him, like, plague abilities. So, like, if it's sort of, like, the same ability as uh, the main villain from Mario Academia, and if he touches it, you, like, you get infected. Necrosis. Like, yeah, give him, like, a necrosis ability. That'd work. You have him, like, be given the abilities so of, like, that would plague be, and like, everything. So, so this guy's just spreading plagues to multiple villages. The hero hears about just... Yeah, plague spreading. Yeah. He thinks and it's have natural. Him be like, Nobody have him be like knows a that doctor actually... goes around kill people too from the plague. But if you touch mm-hmm. with someone from the plague, then mm-hmm. he gets he has to cut off that part of his body immediately, or he risks. Well, he's a very good healer. Keep that in mind. He's on another level. He's not your typical cleric. Right. We gotta make the villain like at least <laughs> damageable. Would be damageable. Thing is, it's not like. Anything's permanent unless he was facing him head on, and that's a different story. Yeah. But by that point, touching all the victims and having to heal himself over and over and over again, he's he's probably gonna learn not to have a close quarters fight with the guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. Because like, if you saw the effects of that power, would you want to just go up and scrap with him? That a single touch could just cause necrosis wherever he touches you. Oh no, that was a hit cap. Exactly. Like, like <laughs> hell no. It's like, I just be like, shh. <laughs> just be like, nah, we're gonna snipe your head. <laughs> I wanted to think of a fantasy where. Necrosis that motherfucker. <laughs> so picture this these characters. I wanted to put them in a fantasy world, right? Where everything. Is natural. Yeah. Think about a world where we didn't evolve from technology and advancements. Yeah. Everything from an organic source. <laughs> so similar. From that. So similar to like uh, that one, um, an episode of what's that show called? Uh, so tons of solar big opposites. mushrooms and yeah. huge trees. Yeah, yeah, solar opposites when they live in that like tree world, and people constantly mm-hmm. get eaten by like wolves and stuff like that, <laughs> bears and stuff, and break into people's heads. <laughs> well, it's just and a, and that forest fire would burn down the entire town, and the first we were rebuilt, getting grow back again. Not really. More in, more intuitive than that, because I said evolve, right? Yeah. So think about would, mushrooms, would right? Like, mushrooms already like communicate people? with each other from across the world. Right. It's just us here. It's just a fantasy world of people living in a world where we didn't evolve from technology. So it's still humans and elves. Never the other other sort of publishing fantasy. Um, she really go on Wattpad and try publishing one of your books, dude. You got great ideas. <laughs> you should really do it, man. This seriously. is what I just came up with on the spot. Look, seriously, you should really write this stuff down and post it on Wattpad. Like, I didn't. I wrote a Skyrim story. It got, like, 36th on the charts for, for that one month. Mm. It was, like, the one, one store in the category because I, I looked it up, and I, I said to myself, like, wow, there's literally no good ones. So I made a bunch of good ones and made a whole chapter for it. I even did the LGBT community for mm. one episode of it. And it actually got a lot of views and a lot of follows for me. Sadly, I lost that account, but whatever. I'll have to look into birds that are extinct now, but used to exist. Terror birds? That were huge, oh, that it, we could possibly ride on. <laughs> yeah, 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 terror birds. <laughs> terror birds were huge. 
So in, in a fantasy world like that, like everybody would just ride those. <laughs> what about like riding? Well, rhinos are actually very slow and not really the type to actually carry influences. Camels are great for carrying influences, but they're they're only in sandy environments and very, very hot environments, like Middle East. Um, but let's just ride in giant elk, roaring style. What about emus? They're ridiculously fast. Yeah, and, and you can and, ride them. And they're bullet retardant. <laughs> Which is, I think, retarded. I think well, it's stupid. It's just like any other animal. It's just like they have a heavy hide. It's not that. It's not that they're really that, retarded. Though, it's like... just use a heavier round. It's like you're not going to puncture through shooting with a nine mil, but if you shoot it with a forty five, you might actually kill it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I uh, honestly, if, if I've ever played a game that was really, um, what's the word? Um, realistic mm. towards that hunting ability it was um the xbox one game um <coughs> huntsman i think it was called yeah but you basically had to bring in a certain amount of bucks and it was a whole entire open world game you could go anywhere in the entire map that's kind of cool yeah and you it taught you how to track and actually learned how to track properly because of this i mean green hell has that uh that going for I've been wanting to pick up Green Hell for a while, but I just can't justify the purchase. It's huge, man. It's a huge game. I know. A lot of people say it's worth it. I know, but then I bought my knife. <laughs> I was gonna, I left at the store and I was like, see, I want something. I was like, I was like, then I remembered everybody else has a cool knife, and I was like, Oh, I want a knife. And then I, I walked downtown and got myself a knife. I was like, yes. I want it. And I, was like, I want it. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, it's just think about a world. Like even the audience, think about a world where we didn't, where we didn't just evolve. Eleven people. Industrialization. Yeah. We 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 ended up we ended up just just using organic natural means to achieve the same things we do today. Hmm. Like actually having an internet, completely made up of mushrooms, <laughs> because. Everything. Mushrooms are already <laughs> connected to each other. So why wouldn't we just like, like a bunch of tiny mushrooms for a keyboard that into our natural <laughs> internet that we have today? Well, a bunch of little buttons that are like like wooden would, buttons. I would, into I would a like mushroom. I would like cell phones lights up. Though. You're like what the hell? Cell phones would, would, wouldn't even exist. They would just be like mushrooms. And we wouldn't be able to talk to each other. Just be like, oh, we'd be able to talk to each other. We have to like learn how to speak like lights and beep 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 beep. The Morse code mostly. Think <clears> about <throat> it. What does what is a radio? What is telecommunications? Right. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's just an electromagnetic signal <sighs> being being uh being sent out from your voice. So, if mushrooms and mycelia can contain that same that same electromagnetic pulse, and that's the reason why mushrooms here can be communicating with mushrooms in China if we do the, if we test it, mm-hmm. right? If that same mycelia is capable of doing that, then why wouldn't it be capable of communicating with each other via some sort of handheld device? Well, 
Oh yeah, but something I would I would definitely notice in the news. Is Everything it, would be fungus based for our technology if you think about it. Yeah. Those weapons weapons would definitely be more like in a hand combat be. Probably maybe we'd have like more whips. Like maybe weapons that like shot out of like more like harpoon weapons, I suppose. A lot of harpoon weapons, a lot of archery. Yeah, a lot of like a lot of fancy shots. Slingshots, yeah. Um javelins especially. Uh maybe we come up with gunpowder. Probably. probably. Oh, gunpowder's natural, so yes. Yeah, it's probably cannons. definitely would. Yeah, we definitely could make gun. Yeah, okay, it would be the same. Never mind. But like, <laughs> the guns would probably be made out of wood. Wood. <laughs> no, actually, gun back. There would be guns on fire. No, oh not thinking God. about it. There would be guns. Like metal is completely from the earth. If we mined, we'd find it. Oh yeah, we would. That's true. How do you think we're making the spears? Yeah, so basically life wouldn't wouldn't change that much, except we'd we'd have more... It would just be a lot more organic, there would just be a lot more trees, and a lot more houses, and a lot more life. Life would always be bustling. So, here's something, and I don't know if you've seen it or not, whether or not you care. Um, I saw the new Buzz Lightyear movie. Oh, really? Do you want to see it? No. Like, Like, do you care if I talk about it? Go ahead. Okay, so, it was the most trippiest shit I've ever seen, ever. Okay, really? so so basically, why Buzz Lightyear is the age he is is because he went around the world, yeah. like like okay, so he basically goes around the sun and back again because they get stuck on the planet, right? Yeah. So he's trying to go go around the world to reset the crystal and see if the fuel tank works. Mm. But over time, it breaks every single time, and he comes back and it's four years later, four years later, four years later, yeah, and eventually. That's realistic because yeah, time and space is different than here. Yeah, and eventually he starts to lose his friend that was with him. Like his commander eventually dies, and then he meets his grand granddaughter, <laughs> and then her son, which is a complete dick. <laughs> and then uh, they change. Sure, jackass. Yeah, and then they change the whole. Um, Zerg was his father thing. They changed it to Zerg was him from the future. He was evil. That's kind of weird. Okay. Yeah, that that wanted to go back to the original timeline to the mission where he didn't pull up and decided to like move a different position. This why does it feel like they watched like a couple of movies that were released yeah. recently? And yeah, like, I bet. Ooh. Ooh, we should do like a more space travel Disney thing, and then they had like basically. And then the squadron was just the, was so weird. Oh my god! And then they gave him a cat that was like a talkative cat sidekick, and I was like, "What the frig?" Mm. Um, and then eventually, his then he ends up being in a squad of her her granddaughter and this skinny guy and an old lady and a robot, and all of them are really really bad at everything. Like really bad. Like one of them, one of them consistently keeps blowing things up by accident, and they're all. There's a lot of thematic elements going and on. They, in this and, film. and they're honestly all completely idiots. 
like he says, click thrusters in five, and then they say, click right now, and then the thrusters go right now, and the ship blows up. Like, There's a lot like of conflicting her, themes in this movie. Her, her granddaughter literally, literally blew off the ship and set the ship over a cliff to the point where they had to all eject. And then Zerg literally got the crystal because of her, because she clicked eject the crystal before they even took off. Because he said, eject the crystal and eject Osido, cuz. Eject the crystal and that keeps gonna say in five, and then she clicks yeah. it down there. Five, four, three. No, two, I lost it right now. Got a it's blast. Like, engage, engage from real clips, and as they're about to take off, and he engages it before they even take off. You're just like, I, I take to the stars. I, I, I understand why like Buzz was frustrated listening to the movie. I was like, man, you're gonna get one is. And buy candy bars. But like, with the question neck. is though, did was 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 Zerg wrong? To want to go back in time to the original time and fix it and stop everything from happening? You know what? Was he wrong about that? You're about to lose all your viewers. I'm going to ask you a question of who's wrong so we both know who's care. Remember Negan off the walking bed? Yeah. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ruin everybody's lives right now. I don't think that man really his position did anything evil <laughs> nope and if anybody wants to come on the podcast and challenge his thought process please go ahead we have 13 viewers please jump on the podcast as our guest if you want to talk about it i don't think he did anything evil. here's the reason why yeah guys come on come on the podcast be, so uh, be, as be a leader guest. i'd love to see here viewers and somebody as a leader he needs to show that he's the strongest and the brightest of the troop so that they don't feel afraid. You're like Wolfpack mentality. So when, when Rick's group comes in and starts threatening them with guns and whatnot, like keep in mind, what's Negan's favorite line? Punishment must be made. Yeah. Right? To keep things in line. Mm-hmm. You think about it, this is the apocalypse. You can't trust anybody. Mm-hmm. So, yes, he killed people in front of people so that they would always remember what he did so that they wouldn't come after him and do stupid crap because they know the consequences of their actions. Right. Right? This is the apocalypse. He had to be hard to teach his people that they had to be hard to survive Mm -hmm. because some people out there, not some people, in this scenario, most people out there, are going to be after you for your families, for your lives, for your things. They don't care about you. Yeah, or maybe your flesh. So I do think <laughs> that Negan was a broken man. I do agree that he was a little bit twisted. But I don't think that Negan was evil like they, like they portray him. I think Negan was just an intelligent breed. I think he was just an intelligent breed that just kind of went... Hey, you know, I need to portray myself as a certain way in order to survive in this world. Right. He was, for all intents and purposes, a Shane. If Shane would have continued on, Shane yeah. would be a lot like Negan. Yeah, he would have been. He would have been a lot like Negan. If Shane continued on, he would have been a lot like Negan. He had to get shot in the head by Carl to do a zombie. No, no, he got shot in the head by Rick. I thought Carl. I'm pretty sure Rick did. No, it was Carl. Because they got into a fight over it. 
Yeah, 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 but he wasn't going to kill him originally. And then and then, he, then all of a sudden, Carl goes, bang. Uh, and he looks mm. at him like... Because he was kind of like a dad figure to him. So he, like, <laughs> he kind of panicked. And he actually meant to shoot Rick. <laughs> he mm. did. He actually meant to shoot Rick. I think it was the biggest mistake, but... <laughs> Okay, so so hold on, hold on, hold on. Run with me for a second. So imagine if he actually shot Rick. He actually succeeded. How much different would the series have gone? I tell you this much. They wouldn't have had as much problems as they did with other villains in the series that they got introduced to. They wouldn't have had oh, any yeah, problems no, with, the, with the cannibals and whatnot. Because as soon as they got to, got to uh, the safe zone and noticed that the cannibals were there, like, taking people in and killing them, they would have sensed that already because they're already bloodlusted animals at this point because Shane tra- probably trained them well. <laughs> and they probably would have just busted down the door and just started killing them all without falling for the bullshit. <laughs> yeah. What is this? Sure, but I want to take my All right. Honestly, I think it would have been a much more gruesome series at that point. Imagine Shane versus Negan. Oh, yeah. I don't think that would have played out the same. Yeah, well, no. I don't think that would have played out the same because Shane is just as vicious as Negan, right? Yeah. And think about how if if Shane survived, how deep would his character would have gone? Like Rick, Rick has evolved, right? Rick's grown yeah. as a character. Think about how much Shane would grow with knowing what we already know about him. Mm-hmm. How much would his character actually become more badass? Mm-hmm. He became much more badass. I think he'd become much more predatory. Mm-hmm. And I think in a lot of ways, he would be smarter than Negan. I think Negan is a humble man. Yes. Yeah. He's intelligent in his own ways, but I don't think he'd be as smart as a Shane that survived in that world that already knew what it was like and was the first one to catch on. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think that Negan could handle him if he had lived through the series think like the group would would be treated a lot differently i think the group would have grown a lot differently i don't think they would have stumbled across been, so many wouldn't obstacles have been some, wouldn't have been that prison bullshit wouldn't have been that farm bullshit uh, would have been so many well like things. they they would still build farms and and he, 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 he honestly would have, he honestly would have, would have, would have, would have shot that old man so quickly oh definitely they, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have like Here's how it would have gone like, down. Gone it would, down it, with that it, bullshit. It, it, it would have been like, been like, nah, you're gonna get off my property. Ah, <laughs> oh, my kneecap. Oh, because oh, like, keep nah, mind, motherfucker. Shane this, was this Shane was being nice with him, right? At yeah, first, yeah. and it was only when he started being like a real stubborn ass yeah. after they after they explained to him because he had no idea what was going on in the world, right? This hadn't reached his. But this hadn't reached his uh his farm yet. Like he doesn't watch TV. Or, yeah. Right. So, like, he didn't really know what was happening. Yeah. He just knew that a lot of people were sick. Yeah. And, like, they were trying to tell him that there's actually shit going on. Yeah. So Shane was getting pissed after yeah. some time when he was being stubborn. So I think realistically, if Rick was not there in that situation, yeah. he probably would have tried explaining it to the old man first. And probably would have tried a couple of times, then got advice from the group, and then probably go back and shoot the old man right in the face. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, that would be it. Yeah. And then, <laughs> he and, tried explaining and, himself, and now there's no talking about I, it. I, I think at that point, he'd be like, all right, kill them all, take their, rape, rape them, whatever, take their shit, let's go. Shane's not a tyrant. He probably wouldn't rape nobody. No, no. He would just be no, killing them all. No, I mean, like, not him personally, but I mean, like, he would just say, kill them all, do whatever you want to do, kill their shit. He would probably just kill, go on a killing spree. Murdering them, bring all those stupid armed bastards because they didn't use proper guns and shit like that. You probably just like only those that guy. didn't didn't agree. Give me mind, Shane was a good leader. Yeah, he was. He got those people in line so quick. Yeah, and they were inspired by him. Yeah, right. And he he a lot of times caused them to push forward, even though he was pushing them forward when they weren't ready. Yeah, and the thing is, he was trying to teach them that. You're never going to be ready. You need to jump into this because this is life now. Yeah. This is life. Whether you like it or not, you're in it for the long haul. And that's what it is. Yeah. Like, so I, I think in a lot of ways, Shane would not be, would not be a tyrant like Negan. He wouldn't let, allow the people to do whatever they want. He definitely would have some sort of moral code to him. Like so I think- if a member of his crew tried to rape, rape a woman, in his sight, he'd probably shoot him. He'd probably shoot him on the spot. He'd probably be like, yep, punishment, death, bang! Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But, like, probably would have sat at that farm for quite some time, piled the bodies in a corner or something like that, and, like, just set them on fire. That's what you're supposed to do. (laughs) And, uh, they would have just hung out at that farm for a bit. They probably would have never, ever gone to the prison. Just imagine, though, like, how would the situations with Negan go down? Yeah, probably, probably, Negan would probably go to that farm. They probably would have hunkered down in that farm for a long time and built a nice little thing in there. And mm-hmm. Negan would probably be the guy who invaded. That's probably how that would have changed. Probably. They probably would have stayed there for yeah. a lot longer. Oh, yeah. They probably built a community in there and built up nice walls. And Because it was already, it was already kind of safe, so they would just yeah. start getting more supplies yeah, over time building it all building up, it. yeah so it would have just stayed at either they place. would meet on a supply run or they would or negan would invade that would be the yeah. only way yeah and negan probably would have probably would have invaded like old style with catapults and everything <laughs> it probably would have been a lot cooler you know i mean if negan invaded though then then you know shane's gonna get predatory again yeah yeah. and then that's just a, that's just a problem now because you've got a bunch of hungry wolves coming after you and they ah. don't care that you got wives and children and whatnot because ah. they don't try and do the mental torture that Negan yeah. does because Negan is a weaker man, right? Keep yeah. in mind, he's a more humble man, so his break was was a little different. He tries a psychological approach, right? Yeah. With Shane, he would just end it. He sees, he, it, he sees a problem with you, being, with you being alive because you can cause revenge later. Right. So he'd probably just shoot you yeah. and be done with it. Right. <laughs> Anybody wants to come on the podcast? That's fifteen people. Anybody wants to come on the podcast and talk about stuff like this? Yeah, come on. We will accept you as a guest if you want. But yeah, I think I think uh, I think it would it would probably be an interesting bout. I think Negan would invade as like the revenge tactics would be off the charts. They'd probably come in like SEAL Team Six, just just find out where where Negan's encampment is, and then just kill everyone. <laughs> Or at least the people that don't want to join, or 
don't uh, want to fight. <laughs> uh, I feel like he would go sneak up to Negan, knock people out, and go up, and go up and fight and challenge Negan one on one. Oh, you think you just go and kill him immediately? Just screw the leader. Everyone else is fine. <laughs> yeah, he would just shoot go up. I think he would. I think you're up. absolutely right. He would just, just go straight for the king, wouldn't he? Would sneak up, knock people, and not even try to kill the henchmen. Yeah. Go up, try to close to him, and be like, "Here's what's gonna happen. We can fight like men, or I can kill you right now." You're absolutely right. And then right. they probably have some really good fights. You know, he'd probably go straight for the king. He'd yeah. probably just sneak in behind yeah. enemy lines and go straight for the king. Yeah, he would. And just and say screw like, everyone else. And then, and then he would come out with like Negan's head or something like that. And be like, <laughs> and be like I killed your guy. Come join me or die. <laughs> and a lot of people would obviously join him. So. <laughs> like, yeah, that'd probably be some serious shit. Well, that's also like war tactics. Like, kill the leader, shake the rebellion. You know? It always works and that kind of stuff because people are inspired by their leader. And if you kill their leader, then. Well, you got to cause the leader to go out into the open. Yep. Like Sun Tzu's tactics would be in that scenario. You got to find something that Negan loves or something that he'd have to protect as his leadership would depend on it. Mm -hmm. Right? So if you kidnapped a few of his people, yep. they'd have to come after you. Right? Yep. What if. You convince the people to be per join your group, and they're perfectly fine. And as soon as Negan arrives, you just kill him. Yep. Okay. It's just immediately because you tell them to come alone, or the or the people die, right? And you yep. have them all with bags over their head to sell it, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. even though they all know that they're going to stay alive in this scenario. And, and the moment he comes, they take their bags off their heads and they shoot him. And then at that point, he's just like, "What?" Yeah, that'd How, probably be a shame. How could you? Ugh. Actually, you're right. That'd probably be a shame tactic. You'd probably, you'd probably tell, tell the henchman, it's like, all right, to join us, we need to kill you. He's coming alone. <laughs> <laughs> just everyone away. with their guns just, like, getting ready. Guns behind them and the bags on their head sitting like this. Their hands behind their head. And they're just waiting for the signal. As soon as he steps forward, Shane just, like, kind of, like, leans his head forward and as they're talking. They'd like, probably talk for a minute or two, have a smoke or something, and be like, "Oh yeah, talk shit to each other," and be like, "Be like, what are you doing, kidnapping my people? I think it's gonna prove something." And blah 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 blah. And they'd probably have like a little bout between each other talking, and then they'd be like, <laughs> "And then they'd be like, Shane would, be like, you know John Bernthal style. The thing you don't understand is I already I'm took sick. your king. Checkmate, and then just people start shooting him. Checkmate, motherfucker. And of course, you come to the zombie again, and they'd have to shoot him again. But like, <laughs> nah, man, you know, in that world, I would just go Game of Thrones style. If I killed a zombie, I would set it on fire. <laughs> just go Game of Thrones style, the motherfucker. And I'd be like, you know what? Just, just, just to be sure. Get a little gasoline, a little light fluid, maybe a match. There we go. You know, I find that tactic works really well. Gets up and start chasing after me on fire. <laughs> Honestly, though, <laughs> if I was in the zombie apocalypse world, to be honest with you, dude, invest a lot of my time in fire-based weapons. Yes. Although, you might have a problem with the zombies being on fire chasing after you. No, here's the thing. <laughs> fire fire arrows are, are a fun issue, but here's the, here's the thing. If you add a barbed prong to it right mm -hmm. on top of the broad head 
because the fire arrow part is right behind it, right? You'd probably be able, as long as as long as you added a bit of gunpowder satchel to it, just like the just like the the Mongols did. Mm-hmm. You'd probably be able to, to blow holes in people as well as spread fire everywhere. Now, boiling the brain is something that's possible, right? And it kills you. So, like a zombie boiling brain is gonna die. Yeah, it's gonna maybe walk towards you a few steps and then it's just gonna fall. Down. <laughs> but yeah, I would tell them go Game of Thrones style set them on fire. Bodies. Yeah, burn all the bodies. Even after people died, even after like certain humans died, like. Knowing ah, me, I'm theatrical yeah, about it. I'd probably just like go full like Achilles, Achilles and Troy versus Hector. I'd probably just kill 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 one of the dudes and then just ride around with him tied to like something, <laughs> just like drag him behind me and just ride around the their their encampment so they can see their leader just <laughs> just drag him through the city streets. <laughs> Jeez. That would be the perfect way. Wait, 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 wait. Would he? Would he? Would he kill him, or would he like drag him through the streets? Like, that's also a Shane. Shane, Shane would. Shane would just kill him. To be honest, yeah. Shane, Shane's more of like the. I'm not gonna do the theatrical, but I'm just gonna murder you. But like, for me, like if I was at the zombie apocalypse, I know I'm a dramatic little little dickhead, and if I adapted, I'd probably be. I'd probably be that asshole. I'd kill your leader and then drag him through the city streets for everyone to see so that you know that I did it. <laughs> and you don't question me. Yeah. I'm the kind of guy that, like, if I, like, did a siege on a castle and I took out the king, yeah, I'd be the kind of guy who, like... I'm benevolent. I'd let I, people I'd join and I'd definitely treat this, treat the, civili- treat the civilians with, in kind because yeah. they're not a part of that bullshit. Yeah. But, like, at the end of the day, right... For those that want to stay on the king's side, oh no, they're gonna see what what happens to those who cross. <laughs> and you know who was exactly like that, Danny? He was a real man, the man that Dracula is based off, Vlad the Impaler. For so many for so many years, I was told that Vlad the Impaler was a tyrant. But here's the thing: when I read up on Vlad. Yeah. I learned some things. Vlad the Impaler was a hero to his people. A hero to his people. But, but he was a tyrant to his enemies. He terrified yeah. them by doing interesting shit. Um, I also think that it was, it was also, uh, there's also evidence that it was only a rumor that he put a spike up your ass while you were still alive. Apparently, he just did that to the people he already killed and it was just as kind of like a warning sign to like other armies that are trying to invade like yo this is what happens don't fuck around like Like, that'd be also something that would terrify anybody Mm -hmm. like he's going through and like your entire the entire army all hung up through their asses on giant spikes in the ground Entire fucking army. It goes all two thousand men to sit of their ass and through their mouth. Yeah, being eaten by fucking birds and shit. Flies and shit. Oh, that'd be the most terrifying thing you've ever seen. It'd be terrifying imagery, to be honest. Yeah, like you'd see a whole field of that, right? Hundreds of guys, like 
like right. not being eaten by birds and animals and stuff, eating at them, ripping their legs off and stuff. Like you, you would you would think he's a monster too. Yeah, You'd be would. terrified. You'd be, You'd be like, holy crap, what are we facing? Who is this? I would like drop my shit and run. Like, like, I'll fuck this up. But that's what Vlad wanted. He was a psychological everybody would, guy. Yeah, everybody would run away, too. Like, ah, run away. Ah. That's, that's why Vlad the Impaler is so interesting of a character, because he was, he was into psychological tactics long before we as a modern world got into psychological tactics. Mm-hmm. And that's the interesting part. Like, he was so good with it. So good at terrifying his enemy. And yet, he wasn't a monster. He was a hero to his people. He was very benevolent. He was a very good leader. Yeah. He, his people were treated very kindly. Nobody, like, nobody, if he could help, it was ever poor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, money was always flowing. Mm-hmm. The economy was booming under him. Mm-hmm. People liked him. Yeah. Did. Only his enemies were afraid of him because they saw that shit that he could do after a battle, right? Yeah. But that was the rumor spread by his enemies because his enemies thought that he would actually do it while they were still alive. When in reality, he would, it would just be a big battle between him and the enemy and he would win. And then he would just do it to all the dead. <laughs> Even his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, he would. Uh, usually only if you're a traitor, because if, yeah. you, if you're if you're truly like I think if on you're side, I you think would, if you, you were buried. a traitor, I think you would have been given the torture alive. You you'd be buried in the in the homeland if you if you died. Like you wouldn't allow it allow people to just desecrate the body of a proper servant, oh, right? okay. like a proper soldier. He was a good good leader, like I said. His enemies faced his wrath, <laughs> and he used psychological tactics. Like the whole reason why he put those spikes in the ground and and shoved it right through the bodies was so that everyone that walked it walked into that battlefield close to his close to his domain, where his where his people resided, yeah. would know this is what happens if you try and screw around with us. Yeah, <laughs> like he was, he was basically telling people like actions have consequences. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Especially terrify the Persian army at the time. <laughs> They've never seen something like that before. <laughs> like, what is the wall? Well, interesting, interesting thing. You, you've seen 300, right? Yeah. 300 is based on the book, The Battle of Thermopylae. Well, actually, well, 300 is based on a comic book, which is loosely based on a, on the Battle of Thermopylae, yeah. which is supposedly the, the actual story of the 300. Yeah. Right? Well, in that in that story, I actually read it. You know the scene in the movie where um, where the Spartans come across the tree, like just made of bodies. Yeah, like bodies just hanging there. Yeah, just, like, they just nailed it to the tree and whatnot. Um, that wasn't the Persians. Who was that? So in, in the Battle of Thermopylae, they did that. Oh my god. The the. The soldier who said we'll fight in the shade in the movie. Yeah. I can't remember his name now. It was like Heracles or something like that. Yeah. But he was uh he was the soldier that was on on watch at the time, while everyone else was sleeping. He was on sentry duty. Mm-hmm. So he was supposed to go out and like he did so. Mm-hmm. One other, one other, one other person with one other Spartan. Right. And they came across a Persian encampment, but. They didn't have many sentries. In fact, they only had like one. Everyone else was asleep. So 
they went in in the dead of night. Killed everybody. And they nailed all their bodies to the tree. the Spartans just won. Only two Spartans. Only two. Pericles and this one other guy just came in and just killed everybody and nailed them all to a tree as a warning to the other Persians. Like, hey, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess the director thought that would be too evil to put on screen because it would make our heroes look more like the bad guys. But this is the this is war we're talking about. This is this is battle. They're not superheroes. These, these are soldiers like if you think about it war is gross war is deadly and sometimes you have to get your hands dirty scare the shit out of somebody in order to win and that's okay yeah as long as you're fighting for something worth fighting for that's okay but it's just like people need to understand that war is a different element you can't you can't treat your enemy the same. You can't look at them like they're another human being because at the end of the day, you're going to die if you hesitate. Money people. You have to look at them like they're like they're almost like a, a creature you're hunting, like a deer. Just take them out with respect, but take them out. Yeah. You gotta murder them. You can't let any of your any of your um, things get away. You can't let anything. Well, you can't let your emotions get in the way. Is what I'm saying. You can't you can't let your human side get in the way of the battle because if you do, if you hesitate for even a second, yeah. you're dead. <laughs> you get stabbed or something. A, like that. a second of hesitation is a death. Mm-hmm. Battle. It's it's true. It's just a, a second of hesitation will lead you to death. So. In reality, you have to look at your enemies. You have to look at them in a disillusioned way. You have to you have to see them as if they're not human, so that you can make it easier to take them out without hesitating. Just trigger, right? And then you deal with the emotions later. Yeah. But the battlefield is not a time for that. Now, I will say this. Most people don't understand, but soldiers have a wicked. We are cracking jokes. <laughs> that's what. That's what soldiers do. That's what they do, man. Crack jokes to kill people in the field. Like you're under high stress. Oh. Comedy is a is our natural instinct to go to when we're when we're under under attack or in high stress scenarios. Like, do you really think that when bombs are going off? Everyone is serious face. No, 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 no. What you're going to hear is, fuck shit, balls. Oh my God. Like, you are going to hear swearing like no one's business. You are going to see guys go, yo, Jimmy, did you see the way that guy ragdolled? We are sick individuals when we're in high stress scenarios.
Marble Knights is coming. Yep. Here, team up. Will it be Norman Reedus or Keanu Reeves that takes the title of Ghost Rider? It looks closer to be Keanu Reeves at this point. Um, he he seems to be the most interesting interested in it, according to the rumors. Yep. So we might get to see a Keanu Reeves Ghost Rider on screen. I am actually so interested to see him play Johnny Blaze because I feel like he could play him to a T. After all, he knows how to play that depressive role. And he's going to he's going to really test his acting chops because instead of playing that normally mean and aggressive role, he's going to have to play that like almost dead inside sort of role due to the trauma that Johnny Blaze has experienced over the years. Keep in mind how many times Johnny Blaze has tried to kill him. Yeah. Even using magical instruments. So he's really going to have to dig deep. And I know Keanu Reeves actually does struggle with depression. So this could be kind of like a perfect role to kind of explore that because he's he has more personal experience with it. Mm-hmm. 5 a.m. <laughs> 5 a.m. I yeah. All right. That is the end of this podcast. I hope you guys liked it. Uh, all twenty-three of you, please consider following us. And goodbye. <laughs>